Hey there, podcast. We are in crazy times. And with this uncertainty and these days of quarantine, it's so important to find positivity, laughter, and happiness wherever we can. We are so happy you turned to Living Sport Podcast as that outlet for knowledge and entertainment during these times. Today's podcast is a session of friends hanging out and figuring out life together. We did this while in St. Louis for the NHL All-Star Game, and we recorded with some of our female alumni that traveled with Living Sport to both Dublin, Ireland and Hamburg, Germany in 2019. This energy these ladies provide is contagious and positive energy is something we all need these days. Well, think about this. In July of 2019, these four ladies were complete strangers and now they've created a bond so strong and so real. It does remind me of working in the sport industry and it makes me so proud to see the Living Sport Network continue to flourish, building sport business connections and friendships. You just can't hear this enough that the strength of your network will be a huge factor in determining your future in the sport industry, hands down. So I have to ask, have you taken the time we have right now to catch up and reconnect with your contacts? Listen in to see how this group combines friendship while supporting each other during their quest to work in sports. I hope you're inspired. Shout out to all the ladies working in sport around the world. Now let's jump into the podcast. All right, welcome podcast listeners. I'm here with a group of ladies. What's up, ladies? Hello. <laughs> ladies in the sport industry, that is so good to say and hear. And we have John Kleiner, our producer here. So yeah. how's it feel to be uh, in a room full of ladies here? It's, it's great to be in front of the camera this time. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. John has been upgraded. He does all the behind the scenes work, the editing, um, getting the really the podcast out to everybody each week. So we're having fun here in St. Louis and we're both in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. All right. All right, ladies, we're going to go around the room. We have three alumni from the Dublin 2019 trip and one alumni from the Hamburg 19 trip. If you want to go around, say your name, your hometown, your college, and anything else you'd like the listeners to know about you. My name is Kylie Hooks. I'm from Roy City, Texas, which is about 45 minutes east of Dallas, and I went to UT San Antonio. I graduated in May. I'm Ryan Heater. I'm from Highland, Michigan, and I currently attend Green Valley State in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm Sarah Holzer. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I am a current senior at Seton Hill University. My name is Abby Kutselis. I graduated from Oakland University in May 2019, and I am from Allen Park, Michigan. All right, so we're from all over the place. We're here in St. Louis now together, and that's what really makes this all special is we're traveling from all over. We're coming to get experience at the NHL All-Star Fan Fest and we get to meet new people. So I'm gonna start with you, Abby. You're yeah. here. You just met everybody for the first time, right? I did, yeah. I am the only one from my trip. So this is a completely different group with different people and it's been amazing so far. Uh, the Living Sport alumni are really welcoming and they're just so accepting of others. So what then, what in you said, okay, I'm gonna go and do this. You went to Hamburg, mm -hmm. Germany, not knowing anybody, Correct. and now you came and did this, not knowing anybody. Some people would take that as a really scary thing to do. <laughs> yeah. How do you get over your nerves? 
Well, a big thing is understanding being comfortable with uncomfortability. And that's something that you guys taught, but something I've always tried to embrace as well. And I don't look at it as nervousness, more so excitement and getting ready for the next thing and one more step up and one more experience. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, you three knew each other from your trip, so it's kind of like a little reunion. Yeah. yeah. And what is that why you came? Like, tell, tell me why you came to St. Louis for this experience. I mean, it's one of the things so I thought like getting the job into hockey like having the NHL all-star game on my resume would be really amazing and I saw that they signed up even better okay very yeah, good that was a bit convincing factor where I was like oh the NHL like I thought along the same lines like that'd be a really cool experience to have and I've never been to St. Louis and it'd be like fun to go see the city and also work the event and then Ryan was like I'll be there and I was like all right done I'm like there I go <laughs> And do you think that this experience, you spent time in Dublin together, tell us how spending more time here just really kind of makes your relationship even stronger? Um, I definitely think it makes our relationship stronger because I know, I personally, I am nothing like them. <laughs> like, if I would have never met them and just, like, walked past them, I would have never actually, like, spoke to them. Like, I am so glad I actually met these people and, like, I'm doing more things with them because I'm honored to be their friend because I just, they bro definitely broke me out of just staying in one state and just, like, going other places and doing more things because I truly enjoy it. Amazing. So when you surround yourself by people who are different than you, you learn and grow as an individual. Makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we are here, we said, working the NHL All-Star Game. Who wants to tell us really about what's happening here for those that never have been to a, a fan fest or a fan fair? It's like chaotic, but in the best way. So you have activities and games going on almost everywhere. And it's really just a welcoming environment because everybody's here for hockey and everybody's here for the team that they want and that they like, the Blues. And it's just kind of inclusive. It's like a little family, but you don't know anybody, if that makes sense. Because you all love the same sport. And really, the hometown team, the Blues, they all have that passion. They like the same team. Mm -hmm. There is other teams fans here, of right. course, right? Like everybody yeah. here. <laughs> we all traveled. Okay, so the fanfare happens how many days before the game? Two. Two days. Okay, so the game is what day? Saturday. Okay, so they started on Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, Sunday is uh, the game is Sunday. Game is Saturday. The game is Saturday. The fan fest goes until Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what else happened? Tell me what you guys did. Today was your first day mm -hmm. actually working. Yes. We got in and it was a little confusing. We had to ask like so many different people how to get to the Jeffersonian room. But when we finally got there, it ended up flowing pretty well. And we worked, the three of us, Ryan, Abby, and I worked in the kids zone. And we were watching like mascot competitions and target practice mm -hmm. and all the different things. That was really fun because as crazy as it was, it wasn't the craziest place to be in. So we also got to see everything while we were working it as well. And the supervisor there was a Hamburg alumni, oh, yes. a local. So tell us about Jen and what role she played. So Jen was the zone leader for the kids zone and she essentially had a headset and was running that entire show down in the kids zone and she did an amazing job and it felt great like knowing somebody from my trip and from Hamburg and reconnecting with her again. So do you really know how Jen was put in that position? 
So Jen found out through Kendall Colson, a London 19 graduate who offered this opportunity because she's working for the NHL and she was to recruit volunteers that we had a connection through the alumni. So even before this came out, Jen Wonder reached out to Kendall Colson. They were alumni of Living Sport. And Jen basically shared her love for hockey, promotions, working with mascots. And Kendall gave her a supervisory role. Yeah. So she wouldn't have known that if Jen didn't do the legwork and reached out to her. So that's what's important about that story is sometimes you have to make things happen for yourself. Right? So that is how Jen got that role. And she's local, right? So it was easier for her to yeah. get there than all of us at the table. Okay. What, who else did what tonight? I worked outside, mostly like crowd control, and I really honestly kind of did enjoy it. Watching them, how excited they were when the gates weren't even open and they were like rushing in because they really just wanted to see a Stanley Cup. Obviously, this is the team that wanted here, like the hometown team. They really just wanted to see it and they just didn't want to wait in the long lines for it. So it was really kind of fun to watch that. So what other roles did the Living Sport Gang were they a part of? And John, you could chip in too. You, we were walking yeah, around. Yeah, honestly, my favorite part of today was when we were walking around, everywhere we turned, we saw an alum standing there. Like right when we walked in the door, alumni right there. I forget, who was it that we saw right when we walked in the door? It was Tiffany. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Tiffany, and then we took like 15 Tiffany more Powell, steps. Tiffany Powell, Glasgow 19. Yep. And then we took more, 15 more steps, and there was Tyler, there was... Steven. Steven. Cal. Yep. Marissa. And then they were, yeah, they yep. were back with the autographs, and then we came around in the back. Literally the entire building was covered by, inside and out, yeah. was covered by <laughs> Living Sport alumni. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, was my, that was the best part of today, honestly, just seeing alumni scattered throughout the entire building. Maybe, what's something you learned today? <clears throat> <laughs> Did we already know that? Okay. Because I got nailed by the puck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was gonna watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John learned that the fanfare was actually indoors. He thought we were yeah. standing outside. Uh, I, I thought we were outdoors too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were like in the outdoor like covered train part. Okay. Well, I thought that's where we were going to go. Yeah. yeah. So, so one thing I did learn though is when we ran into the Florida Panthers mascot to always make sure that I'm recording because we took a video. If you guys saw on Instagram today, we already posted that. Took a video. Alicia saw the... Panther, and then he gave her a hug, Stanley. and then he, Stanley, yes, Stanley he gave her a hug, and then he waved, waved me over right at the end of the video, and then I stopped it, tried starting a new one to get a selfie one, and I never, I didn't, I didn't get it, Aww. I missed my he shot, missed his I missed my shot, and it's gonna haunt me, honestly, for, <laughs> it's bugged me all day long, he been? was really all brought it up long. a couple times, <laughs> yeah. really, I've been, it's, it's been eating away at me, so tomorrow, I think the next couple days, if I run into him again, I'm gonna have to tell him that we gotta read, we have, <laughs> right, right there, yeah. I guess we should have brought the GoPro, but that's the one thing I learned is just double check that I'm got to make sure I hit that record button. I just learned today that really, again, we all know this. This sport brings people together, and the event is the All Star Game, but they expanded that even more. 
Yes, to have a big fanfare, and there's so much history of hockey in there. And we had a reunion last night, right? Yes. All the living sports. And we happened to be at the table next to all the mascots, <laughs> right? Yes. So that was crazy. And just to know that that served as a mini reunion for all the NHL mascots, that they come here and they were having dinner right next to us. And just understanding all that goes into these games and how many tourists come into this town yeah. for this oh, yeah. event. And I know all of our Uber drivers we've been taking, yeah. they've been telling us they're, uh, this reporter from this team is here, media from this team, staff from this team. Like, so that's just staff. And what about tourists coming in too? Yeah. And even crazier how sport brings just random people together. You ran into Tanner last yes, night. Yes, yes, yes. So I ran into somebody I worked with in mm -hmm. minor league baseball. And I wasn't expecting to see him. And honestly, I was talking to somebody that was two people down from him and our eyes locked and I'm like, oh wow, that's a familiar <laughs> face, right? There's something weird about seeing somebody in a different place than where you know to see them. Yeah. So it was really great catching up with him and that's what really is cool about travel. Mm -hmm. The more you travel, the more people you meet, the more that you could find home anywhere, right? So you work day one, you have a couple more days ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So far, would you encourage other people to come and, and do this? Yes. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is what did you get most out of it? Like what would they get? They would get just I mean, I know I said this before, but like a sense of community while also having fun and doing these activities. Definitely like working with other people and doing a whole bunch of different events. Sports obviously just isn't one thing and like you may go to school for one thing, but you definitely need to branch out and do other things. I met a lot of different people just staying in one place today. They just come up and talk to you and ask where you're from and all this and just start a little conversation out of nothing. And it's just really great to experience that. Sure, the connections on top of the experience. I mean, just standing, you're standing at the door greeting people and they were just like coming up to us and a few of the production guys walked through the door and they were talking to us and I thought that was really cool because the PR is something I really want to get into so they came up to us so you just get to see so many different people and get to make so many different connections. That's if you don't travel and aren't a part of things, you will miss that opportunity. So the more you put yourself out there, the more chance you have to meet people. It's not a guarantee, right? Mm -hmm. But at least you are putting in effort and the chance will be there. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah. to all of the people that, you know, want to stay in their hometown, that that's great, right? If that's what you want, fabulous. But if you want to work in sports, you're really narrowing down the possibilities of working in the industry. And what I like to encourage people to do is go out, spend your first couple years getting that experience, right? You have to make a name for yourself. You have to add bullets to your resume. And once you build your resume up so much that you are now of value to an organization, then maybe you could go back home and work for that team that's in your hometown. So what I want to do now, this is kind of different, but I have you guys here. I want to just open it up for questions. So if you have any questions, business related, life questions, what could John and I help you with? When you move out of state or when you try and get out of state, how is it possible for you to live and work when you're not getting paid as much in a new, completely different area? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a common thing to be worried about, but my advice to you 
is you have to find a way, mm -hmm. right? You have to basically live simple. When you move and you're worried about money, mm -hmm. you know, just think of maybe all the clothes that you're buying or all the times you ate food ordered out and maybe went out for dinner with friends or maybe a little too many, too much money on drinks, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You have to cut that back. And why I could really say this with, I guess with all sincerity, is because that was me. I moved to New York City for an internship that was basically free and I found a way to make it work and I 100% was paying my way, mm -hmm. okay? So that's important to say because some people might think, oh, well, did your parents give you money? No, guys, I'm saying it right now. It was all on me. And yes, there was times that there wasn't a lot of money for food. So what do you do? You think of ramen noodles and you know, you're just basically um, eating you know, whatever was the cheapest, but I was there and I was happy because I was living my dream. And that gave me, that sense of pride gave me so much energy, more than anything would be. So even though I had to live simple, I couldn't go out all the time. Maybe my wardrobe at that time, I wasn't buying the nicest clothes or maybe I wasn't buying a lot of clothes or the newest shoes. I internally was happy because I knew my goal was to be the best professional I could be. Mm -hmm. So I had to do whatever it took. So you have to look at yourself and say, is this something I really want? If it is, if it's going to make me happy, maybe those new shoes could wait. Right, yeah. Right? We, we take a look at our cell phones. We pay so much money for cell phones. Can you get that down? Can you room with somebody? A lot of times when you're moving to a new team, and we were talking about minor league baseball last yeah. night. The minor league baseball culture is everybody rooms together. When I was working in the Lehigh Valley for the Iron Pigs AAA affiliate of the Philadelphia Phillies, I had an apartment, three bedroom apartment. We were on the second floor full of Iron Pigs employees. The basement, then the basement apartment had three other Iron Pigs employees. So in one house, six Iron Pigs employees lived and it was really fun and the rent was cheap, it was a nice place, but that's what you have to do. You have to find ways to split the cost, mm -hmm. right? Get it down. You don't need to live by yourself when you're, when you're doing this because guess what? In sports, you work a lot. So a lot of times, you're gonna be at work, and by the time you get home, you just wanna lay down, you wanna sleep, yeah. right? So you don't even know who's in the house, right? You're just in your room, in your own space. So that's what I would say. Live simple so that you can make your dreams come true. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Is there any sense of, with you, we were talking about potentially leaving your hometown. Yeah. Is there nerves there? Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. And I think that is a lot different than going on a trip because on a trip, I know I'll come back home, come back to what's familiar. But if I move, that is really getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that will be a giant step, I think, for sure. But like I said before, think of it this way. You don't have to be anywhere forever. Mm -hmm. You could get that experience. The hardest part about the sport industry is getting that first gig, yeah. getting that first experience that is where you're making and creating your reputation mm -hmm. and who you are. So you go away, maybe temporarily, to mm -hmm. get that experience. While you're doing that, work your butt off. You always wanna give 100% wherever you are even if you're away from home and you may be a little homesick i always believe 
signing up for a job is signing your name and you want to make your name as strong as as it is you want to be proud that people know you abby for being a hard worker a team player comes to work every day cheerful and is positive like wouldn't you love people to think that of you yeah of course yes of course so that's what you you know strive to do every single day that you go to work and if home is on your mind know that i'm gonna get there someday Mm -hmm. because what i'm doing right now yeah definitely Mm -hmm. right now coming out of college is not one of the hardest times in life you're so unsure you're made to feel like you think you should be somewhere everybody have that feeling yeah yeah i had it too yeah and i want to actually just thought of this i want to go back to well, you were saying how you kind of are afraid of that culture shock mm-hmm. from home to moving wherever it may be. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm with almost 500 cows on our calves. <laughs> and so I grew up in the middle of nowhere and then I moved to Philadelphia. And that was a massive culture shock at first. And I started off right away when I moved there. I got there like a week before I started with the Eagles and then going in every single day, it gave that community where I didn't really realize that I wasn't home and it felt like home because you went in every day with the same people. Everybody was like-minded. They were all just there grinding every single day. We hung out afterwards and I did have a good, I had a solid setup with my apartment. I had roommate. We got along and it was good. So everybody that I was involved with, it was almost like I had a family there. And then really after when I stopped working for the Eagles and then I still had like another semester of college and I was traveling and a lot, I was traveling an hour and a half to school every day every day so I had that too from Philadelphia to Kutztown and that's kind of when when I lost that little bit of like community for a little while I mean obviously I still had Alicia every single day where I would like vent to her a little bit and she'd be like you gotta grind it out you gotta stick it out and then one thing she says is if you give it a year just give it a year then you know that you can like get through really you can get through any kind of job you have mm-hmm. any kind of situation that you're in and honestly i was in philadelphia for a year and a month <laughs> a year and one month i was in philadelphia and really like i said after i stopped working for the eagles that's kind of when it like started going a little downhill because that's that's when the massive culture shock hit me because mm-hmm. that's i didn't have that community there every single day to go to and lean on so i think if you have you're going to have that community with whatever job you have set up and then you move where if it's all the way across the country or if it's halfway down the state into inside a city when you're from a small town mm-hmm. you're going to have that community there and a family a family oriented like foundation and you're going to have so many people to lean on that you just have, will have no idea that you're not home because yeah. like I said, I, I came from a town with like a thousand people. Ma- I think a maximum. I don't even know how many. I don't even know how many people are there, but it's Canton, PA. Look it up. It's like the smallest town you could think of. And I grew up on a farm on top of a hill away from everybody. So like, and then I just got tossed right in the middle of South Philadelphia. And you, you that's just a testament that like, if you have that foundation at work, you're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. And that's what sports is. We work so many hours, you become family. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you're working in finance or whatever field it may be, maybe that doesn't hold true. Mm-hmm. But in sports, when you're working so many hours and you really have that passion for what you're doing, you become very connected to your coworkers. Yeah. Still to this day, mm-hmm. people early in my career, I'm so close with. And you guys saw last night, I ran into Tanner and I haven't seen him in, I don't know, 
eight years and we just had so many stories to talk about and so many good times. Wow, it's really special. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that with alumni as well. Yes. For alumni. <laughs> like you guys, how long has it been since you guys saw each other? Since, since Dublin? Yeah. And you guys probably picked up like it was just yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's how it goes. It's just, who was, we were just talking to somebody about this yesterday. That they said every it was Cal. Cal Wiseman sent this mm -hmm. that every like he was on Milan 18, so he's had about almost two years now of just like reconnecting here and there with with alumni. And he just said yesterday that you can go months and months without seeing these people, and then you just pick up and have a conversation with them. Cal does a great job. Yeah. He a lot of our alumni do a great job. But I just learned Johnny, who was on his trip Milan 18, who lives in Canada just texted me he said hey i'm gonna see cal he, cal is coming to canada and he reached out to me and i'm like oh johnny i'm actually gonna see cal because i'm in st louis right now sean is actually yeah. in dallas in june so he reached out to me and was like hey wow. i'm gonna be in dallas sean montgomery yeah. Yeah. dublin he's, 19. he's from chicago though and he's going to texas middle of summer he's going to roast <laughs> <laughs> so that's special making time for people if you're going to a city why not meet up, even if it's for a coffee? Mm -hmm. Half hour, that keeps a relationship alive. That's all it takes. Yeah. And then you start to form that bond where you get to trust people, and it's fabulous. Mm -hmm. I think social media and staying age helps a lot too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. really does. Stay connected yeah. Makes it very easy, yeah. Yes. So keep using it and yeah. use it as a tool, not only for silly stuff, but to connect with people you can't see on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other questions? Okay, so John, mm -hmm. I got offered a sales position, an inside sales position, and I'm really scared to take it because I've never thought of myself in sales. Always was told like sales is not the way to go in sports because it's the long hours, it's draining, you have to push, push, push pretty much. What would you say about it? You said John, and I really want to speak. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, Alicia, this would be great. But honestly, all right, so I'm going to try and hone my best Alicia right here. So sales is like 70% 70, 70 of the sport industry. So that's where most of the, that's where most of the openings are right away. Um, and so what, what would this be? What it would be inside, it's, I can't I don't, uh, yeah, don't I can't, care. Yeah, yeah. can't even go there. Yeah. So, I would say just give it a try. Give it a shot. About 70 to yeah. really 80% of the jobs in sports are sales. Why? Because sports is a business. Every business wants to make money, right? And in the really the funnel of sales, the trunk of the tree, think it look, think of a tree, the trunk, the thing that make is the base of it is ticket sales right because if you have people in the stadium you then could make money off of merchandise you then could make money off of food and beverage you then could make money off a of sponsorship because sponsors won't sponsor won't invest if there's not people there so ticket sales is the basis of a sports team organization whatever it may be so I think sales is an important thing and I'm really sad that there's that negative connotation out there about it because I hear it a bunch. I don't know if it's coming from schools. I don't know where it's coming from, but everybody needs to know how to sell. We all go on interviews. You are selling yourself. 
Like that's what an interview is, um, showing them that you are capable of doing the job that they want you to do. I would say if you go into sales, you have the highest probability of obtaining a job because 80% of these jobs out there are sales. You'll learn a lot, but I never want to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do. But what I will say is if you go in there and say, I'm going to give 100% for you know, if, it, if it's a temp position, a lot of the inside sales jobs are 10 month positions or one year positions. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to grind. I'm going to give 100% every day. And that's what I'm going to do for myself. You will come out of there 12 months later, a much better professional, guaranteed. And isn't that what you want? Yeah. What's better? Learning, getting paid to learn, learning how to sell. Life is about sales or sitting on your couch watching Netflix for 12 months because you can't find anything. <laughs> right? Think about it that way. You don't want to pass an opportunity because you never know when opportunity is going to come up again. There is no guarantee. So why not give it a shot? We all need sales experience. Even if you want to get into marketing, if you want to get into media, there's a sales, especially as you grow manager, director, GM, sales is going to become a big part of it because at some point you're going to have to sell or be in charge of people that sell. So you need that experience and guaranteed everybody, every young professional should get into sales at some point. And sales, sales does have that like daunting stigma yeah. to it. In my experience with any sort of ticket sales, the best part is knowing that you're you are that gateway for a fan to get into, really, this could be their very first game that they've ever been to, their very first race they've ever been to, whatever it may be. And you could be setting up an experience of a lifetime for them. And personally, the thing that really, really that hit, hit me, hit real hard for me when I was with Pocono Raceway, I, I sold a ticket to a fan and they called me back after the race and they said that this was the best experience they've had and it really just made their made their summer and they planned on coming back the next year and the year after that because they got to the racetrack and they experienced really how amazing NASCAR is because you actually have to you just need to get there and really just experience it and just knowing that you're putting butts in the seats for yes you're making a profit for the organization that you're working for but you're also creating the experience of a lifetime for somebody there's no, there's no better feeling than knowing that yes, you secured a sale, but then from like the personal standpoint that you're, you're literally making an experience of a lifetime for somebody. It's amazing. It's amazing if you take that thought process instead of thinking about having to hit goals and having to, having to hit these certain goals all the time. If you just make it more of like a, could be making somebody's life for this. And really, you should never listen to anybody because you never know if they didn't like it for whatever reason. You can't let that determine if you will like it. You have to experience it to know for sure. That's where I think the negative connotation comes from. Even at school, they always tell us, oh, don't go into sales because it's all cold calling. Yeah. Or like in my family, they're like the older generation, they're like, oh, don't do that. It's all commission based or don't do that. It's just all cold calling. It's just like they don't really get it or like they don't understand it. So I feel like that's where the negative connotation kind of comes from. And like that's why that's always like what's in my brain on loop. Like don't do that. Don't do that. But 
Your parents know everything. Listen to your parents. But <laughs> the sport industry, if they haven't been in, they might not get it. A lot of times I hear people say that their parents are reluctant for them to travel to go volunteer somewhere. But mom and dad might not get how competitive this industry is. And they might not know that that could lead you to your next job. And if you're not doing those things, you might never get in the sports world and you might not accomplish your dreams because you're not putting yourself out there. We live in a different world than what our parents lived in. It, it, it's a circle That's of like, life yes. that happens every generation. I just have to like explain it to her like all the time. Like, mom, it's not just that. And she's like, it just is. <laughs> mom knows everything. Mom knows everything. Mom does know everything. But with this case, like you really do. You have to put yourself out there and you have to want to grow like are you a hard worker yes are you a hard worker yeah. are you a hard worker are you a hard worker okay hard workers can do sales sometimes the people that don't want to do sales are people that don't want to work because sales takes effort you have make 50 calls a day right and they actually sometimes have trackers on your phone that you picked up the phone 50 times and they print out reports you have to be accountable if you're not a hard worker you don't like that because they're going to see that you're correct makes sense so watch where you get your information and the only way that you really know is by listening to somebody that you trust and experiencing it yourself great question yeah all right what i'm going to turn to to end this podcast is i have something called pod decks they're little cards that have questions on them so i'm going to pick a couple i don't know what i'm going to pick but you guys are going to answer Okay, I like this one. When you think about success, who comes to mind and why? Oh no, I really like Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> I love her husband. I love them both. I just really think they're so like out there, and they really just don't take anything from anyone. Like they're really just their own person. Genuine, they say. And I, yeah, I really just I wish I could be like that. Like all the time like just be myself all the time like I really like how they are like she's just like don't make fun of my kid like I want to be myself like I wish I could be like that I love it I guess mine would definitely be my mom I know that's a very generic answer but my mom started off in the military and the department she wanted to work in was very male dominant and they were like I mean she was like 4'11", under 100 pounds, like when she went in, so they're like, are you sure like you want to do this? And she's like, no, this is what I want to do. So and she pushed herself forward and she got the position she wanted and then she got out and now she works in law and it's just, she really pushed for everything she wanted. So I really loved her. Amazing. Moms are great. Moms are great. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say my parents, neither of them actually went to college. I'm the first generation, but they, have always taught me so well and like have done everything for me to the point where like where I am right now it's partly because of them so like I get I overthink everything I'm indecisive <laughs> I call them probably five times a day each both ways you know and so they're just like they're my rocks they're very successful in their own ways and it just it helps me a lot to see them where they are now and where they were when I was growing up it just it really helps 
Yeah, along the same lines, I'd have the same idea. And, like, he paid for college out of pocket, and it was just really hard for him. And then he had to take a job that he didn't like, but it had to support us, you know. And then finally he's in a position that he absolutely loves. And so it's all of that hard work put in now gets him to where he wanted to be. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Oh, oh my god, I say lit nasty way too much. <laughs> lit nasty. I don't know what it means. It just means like, oh, that's cool or that's good. But I just say lit nasty and we're done. Like, it's good. That was the first time I've ever used a combination of lit nasty right there. <laughs> Anybody no. out there said lit no, nasty? No, no. I, not I, until I she said it's work. work all the time, and people are just like, "What did you just say?" And I'm like, "Lit nasty." <laughs> and where did you hear this? Did you create this word? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, me and my friends just use it. Like, it's just like we have a group of three of us, and we're just like, "That's lit nasty, bro." Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mine's definitely I'm a little ashamed of it. I say yonder a lot. Like, yeah. it's yonder. Yonder, okay. I didn't say it a whole lot, but then when we were in Dublin, everyone was pointing it out that I said it, so I just like, then I started taking it more as a joke, and now I, now I can't stop. Can I answer Sarah's for her? Let's see, let's hear it. Yes. yes. I think she said it in the past two hours about 20 times to us. She's a yinzer. Yeah, I don't know how to replace that word. Like, I went away to college and people were like, what are you saying? And they're like, can you just replace that word? I'm like, I don't even know how to, to replace that word anymore. So is it kind of like yins for, uh, what, what do you call it, Pittsburgh? P- yeah, Pittsburghese. Pittsburghese. P- Pittsburghese <laughs> yeah. say yins. Is it like Southerners say y'all? Yeah. Okay, so you how guys. do you replace y'all? Is y'all in you your... You guys. You guys. You all. I guess you have to like say the whole sentence out like, you all. I can't even like spit it out. Youngins. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I just like type in and auto corrects yes. in my phone. Yes. It's just there. She has a sticker on her laptop. Yeah. So Yinzer. Yinzer. All right. I say ope way too much. Oh. Yep. Like I'll bump into someone and be like, oh, oh. sorry. Girl. That's the mission. I'll, I'll, I'll drop my phone and be like, oh, or I'll be like, oh, I did it again. Or we something like that. For these years. Oops, I did it again. Oh, oh we have the same. Oh, I did it again. Okay, last card right here. If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Oh. Communication. Easy. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Like an actual class or like anything? No. Imagination. Run wild. Math. Math. Interesting. Like what type? There's so many types. Um. <laughs> like I'm a killer at second grade math, <laughs> but you know, high school math not so much. <laughs> I like statistics or algebra, so I could do that kind of stuff. Okay. Anything from numbers? <laughs> That's what you're I can't do the shapes. I cannot do geometry, that kind of stuff. I can't do the shapes. When they throw sticks and numbers and X's and Y's, I'm pretty good at that stuff. I'm so, much, so proud of you because I'm dyscalculate, so I can't do numbers. Numbers like, dyslex- like dyslexia, but it's numbers. 
my numbers mm -hmm. flip around and everything. So like sales was hard for me when I was looking at numbers and stuff. So I really had to like mm -hmm. slow down and take my time. So mm -hmm. good on you for me. I was <laughs> terrible at every other subject in school but math, I swear to God. <laughs> Skip me for now, I'm still thinking. Well, I probably do Greek literature. Ooh, wow, okay. Uh, I took a Greek literature class in college and I loved it, absolutely loved it. I got really into like the Greek mythology and everything like that when I was in high school. Percy Jackson, book series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My but, favorite. Uh, so I started with that and then- Have you been to Greece? Yes, I have. Okay. I went to Athens and Santorini for my high school graduation. Greece is actually where my parents met. So we went back there and it was, yeah, it's really interesting to me. So. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So historical on yeah. so many different fronts. Yes, it's great. Yes. And the thing is like, everything's like right there. You don't even have to spend more than like two days in Athens because you can do all of it just right there. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's a pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to say anatomy. Okay. I don't know why I like anatomy. Like I hate science. I really hate <laughs> science. But anatomy was just so fun, and I love like learning about all of like your whole body. It's just really cool. So like I'd love to teach a class on that. Like my views of everything. <laughs> Very what interesting. What class you would teach? What would I teach? Wow. I know what I would do. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because I'm always asking the questions, but whenever throws yeah. it back at me. <laughs> so so unprepared for this right now. I would do driving etiquette. <laughs> driving that would etiquette. Be mine. That is 100%. very needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> not not from a road rage standpoint. Just because it's <laughs> just because it's like it's inconsiderate to either merge too soon, not put your turn signal on, or like, yeah, that's yeah. Driving yeah. etiquette, I think, would be mine. You know what? The first thing, and I'm being honest, is I would do exactly what I'm doing here. I started living sport to teach people. <laughs> how to be um, just better humans and better people and go after their dreams and their goals and I'm doing it. And that's honestly the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, one last advice that you would give to young professionals trying to get into the sport industry. Don't be scared to leave home. I'm a huge homebody and moving to San Antonio for school was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do, but it was the most rewarding thing that I ever did, so don't be afraid to leave home. You can always, home will always be there. I can't count how many times John has said this, but be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest things that I've had to get like out of my shell because I hate being uncomfortable, but it's it's a really good, really good saying there. I learned that from Alicia. <laughs> I learned that from many other people. <laughs> <laughs> just because you think things are like out of your reach or like too far away, just shoot for them anyway. Like. I always think like things are too far out of my reach, but now I learned like I should still try for them anyway because I still might get them, and I just want to try for everything now. I would say embrace the suck because you're not always going to love what you do, but you have to do what you love. So at the same time, you need to make the best out of any situation you possibly can. We had two military guys on our trips this past year. John was one, and Anthony was the other. Uh, he was a Glasgow mentor and they both said that that's a military mm -hmm. mindset right yes it is yes mm -hmm. oh very good all right well we're gonna wrap up <laughs> yes. we're wrapping up st louis podcast ladies thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure you have a couple more days of work ahead of you oh, yeah. enjoy meet people and make st louis the greatest time you've ever had yeah. all right
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Our goal at Living Sport is to help all young professionals succeed in the sport industry, especially through the Living Sport International Sport Business Program. This program provides students with an opportunity to experience the world through sport. This year, Living Sport will be visiting Dublin, Ireland, London, England, and Athens, Greece. If you're interested to learn more or to apply for a 2020 program, go to livingsport.com. Have a great day, guys.